It was 66 degrees today. Hello there. This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Hey. Also, for some reason, when you send silence before the beginning, I like stopped breathing, but I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll appreciate last week how much I cut out of the beginning. And, and it just starts with off to a good start with no context of all the weird oh. sibling stuff that I cut out. Oh, you cut it all out? That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's for the best. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, silence is much appreciated during a <laughs> podcast. We can pause for dramatic effect while we cruise through the ice caves of our mind. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Chilly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, New release is a TV and sometimes movie podcast where we watch something new each week. Decide if we want more each week. (laughs) All right. So this is episode 204 prime or not prime divisible for sure. Yeah. I I didn't I what I didn't cut out from last week is your nonsense about your real journey that you went on with whether two hundred and three was a prime number or not. Well, you think it would be. It just seems like it would be expensive, but it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, you'll never make that mistake again. Thanks for leaving promise. it in. Of all yeah. the things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I took out the parts that made me look awkward and stupid, but left mine. That's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Big Brothers are for. Yep. Oh, um, before we jump into this week's feature presentation, which technically is a previously on as well, but since we've been talking about True Detective for more of the episode than the new thing, we just figured we'd make the finale the main yes. event. Yes. Yep. Um, but I do have a couple brief previously on notes, so I'm going to play our new sound effect Ooh. and then take us into the the segment. Okay. <laughs> nice. Nice. What would what would you call that clip on YouTube? Uh VHS rewind. Yeah. Rewind sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> um I'll work on that. I'm gonna uh, someday make original music for the, Ooh, <laughs> for the synthesized podcast. music. Yeah, that cool. would be that'd be the goal. We've done it occasionally when I can play it live. But mm-hmm. the stakes seem a lot higher when I actually have to record it, upload it, and then yeah. play it on the podcast um, <laughs> as a like intentional piece of music versus something mm. that is just improvised. Yep. So we'll we'll get there. Um, I wanted to ask you if you've been watching any more Curb. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that I could ask myself. <laughs> No. Have you? <laughs> I have. Um, I watched the third episode, which was forty minutes long. It was, uh, yeah, pretty pretty substantial. But Larry is back in Los Angeles, so he made it out, got of, out Georgia. of jail. Yeah, got out of jail. Ran into Sienna Miller at the airport. That didn't really go anywhere. And then um, hit the the golf greens after that. Oh, yeah. yeah I can so, picture how that would go for him golfing. Yeah. He that's a real life passion of his. I think he golfs several days a week, like you know, mm. <laughs> a lot of people his age, I suppose. Yeah. If you still can can do it, it's a good leisure activity. But like most things for him, 
it's uh his leisure activity is finding himself in really frustrating <laughs> social mm-hmm. dilemmas that he has to force his worldview onto the innocent bystanders <laughs> and um yeah i don't know i there's not i think this might be the last you know kind of update on curb for a while i'm even watching old episodes so it's getting oh. really difficult for me to parse what i've seen from season eight seven and eight versus what happened in the most recent episode mm. but is he, he always did, in um, la yeah well seinfeld you know very famously a new york show yeah and then curb goes to the other coast and once he you know i guess in real life probably moved from from new york to los angeles and and then kind of that's part of probably the tension and the conflict originally of of the show is him adapting to a whole different kind of gotcha. attitude not that a new, a new york didn't annoy him plenty <laughs> as well um everything what do you, what do you prefer him. new york or la probably la yeah i mean you live uh, i mean in new not, york, but i lived in new york actually i don't really prefer either i'm more of like a santa monica Okay. The LA. Yeah. Yeah. Or San Francisco. I like San Francisco a lot. Right. I mean, the weather is what it is. New York, like, I'm sure once you live there, you have such differentiated feelings based on like area, but as a Mm -hmm. as a tourist in both. I mean, I've lived (laughs) technically. Yeah, you lived in Brooklyn. (laughs) Um, and I lived in, in LA for, you know, maybe a little bit longer. It's it's kind of like there's no the city of LA like culturally doesn't impose itself as much on you like as mm. New York does. So like New York has its own, you know, cliche energy and and kind of like feels like you're in a bustling city. Yeah. Whereas LA just feels like you're in a nice um climate, but depending on where you're at, you don't really notice the city life component yeah. of it. Yeah. So that's our review of the two <laughs> of the two of the biggest cities in the country. Uh, <laughs> that's the other, just 30 seconds. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to mention from Curb, which is like we had we talked about the political stuff. The mm-hmm. other thing that was kind of funny that was topical, I guess when he was writing the episodes, is there's a like a running through line of spoiling wordle. For other people, oh. in life, um, which already feels like dated, even though I mean we both still play every day. Um, yeah, I, do. Um, <laughs> I play most days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I tell you I lost? Well, yeah, you saw in our yeah your hundred and sixty whatever streak or something. Yeah, that's that was... terrible. <laughs> it is, and it was um oh gosh stash I think yeah. is the word. It's the the double letters always. It's the double letters, but it's also if you have the beginning of the word and yeah. That's you just get in a, in a valley. Um, I thought I had a strategy for avoiding that. And yet <laughs> at a certain point, you have to rule out letters. And if they happen to be at the beginning of the word, you can trap yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened to me. So um, it, wasn't, over. it wasn't Stave. It wasn't um, Stark or whatever else. Stage, Stare. There's so many because yeah. I lost it too. Because I tried, like, I had, I think I got it on the second try, the STA, and then I just, like, kept going, and I was like, shit. I think I'd already, the thing that I try to avoid is being influenced by other people's scores. 
but mm. in this case, I'd maybe you never played before me or very rarely, um, yeah. but at least one other person that I share results with had already lost for the day. And mm. just knowing that made me oh, no. very aware of not like you putting uh, like SH at the start um, mm. at first. Mm-hmm. But then again, if I had, I guess it as it would have it would have helped me because I needed yeah, to roll out H the, the, the H. So uh-huh. anyway, that's um, <laughs> that's our Wordle, <laughs> Wordle strategy corner. <laughs> did you watch, um, what were you going to watch, Fargo? I did not watch Fargo. I've been watching um, Last of Us. Or no, sorry, not Last of Us. This is Us. Very right. different. Very different. <laughs> Last year's breakout HBO hit from this time, about this time of year was Last of Us. Yeah, which um, I watched you... two episodes of. And then stopped. Mm-hmm. I didn't get yeah. to the Nick Offerman episode, which I should have, but I did not. So. Yeah, you could honestly just watch that one and not watch the rest of the show. I mean, not that I didn't like the rest of the show, but it's such a standalone episode anyway. Mm-hmm. It's probably the next one, but it doesn't really matter if you keep going after that. Gotcha. Yeah, so just This Is Us and Gilmore Girls really on my... Nice, yeah, you're just all Jesse all the time. Not to be confused with Jess. <laughs> we just oh, I just met him in the show. Yeah, <laughs> he's awesome. What'd you think? What was he reading? Uh, Catch twenty two or? Mm, he was holding a book, but I don't remember what it was. But he just looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's always reading kind of like broy, uh, you know, emo coming of age male mm. literature. But uh, the dashboard confessional of books, I see. Yeah, um, but it is cool. I mean, if anyone can outread Rory, it's Jess. They just, they just both like have, you know, uh, just sit on a bench and, and read for like mm-hmm. <laughs> seemingly 18 hours a day to actually <laughs> get through the amount of volume of books that they get through. They're but, speed readers. Yeah. Somebody compiled a list of Rory's reading list from Gilmore Girls and I don't know if they Dang. did the math of you know how often she'd have to be reading to yeah <laughs> finish everything and keep up with her very demanding private school you know workload but and extracurricular activities and yeah 408 sustainable that are shown on the show for her uh-huh nice yeah wow that's a lot yeah nice. I'm one of my favorites is the unabridged uh, journals of Sylvia Plath <laughs> that's on there. That's you know, that's an eight hundred page book right there. But Dang. she's yeah, it 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 was cool how much the show kind of promotes um literacy Reading? and <laughs> just the the breadth of references on the show with the mile a minute mm. dialogue and, and pop culture um references. It's it's like I don't know, it's a there's something in there for everyone unless you just get turned off immediately by the <laughs> yeah general I did tone. I did not I did just finish a book today so you know there's that I finished a book yesterday did you was it the alienist because that's what I finished <laughs> no it was breast and eggs but um, <laughs> <laughs> um okay <laughs> but now I'm reading a book about an alien oh mine's well the alienist is about like um psychologists back in like the 1890s they called alienists. It's about a serial killer. Mm. Oh, okay. But it was like um, 500 pages long and it took me a while to get through it. But I finished it today and I give it a six out of 10. Okay, cool. We'll do, um, man, we are covering. Should we do a book corner? <laughs> so much ground. Wordle, um, 
city best cities to live in and uh our reading list today um but you didn't so you didn't start fargo season five no i've not started that but i might actually i might watch the episode tonight okay okay we'll see we'll see yeah all right well um i guess there's no reason to stall any longer we might as well get right into the feature presentation for this week i'll play a little clip um I guess we already set it up, so you don't need to describe <laughs> it, and then we'll just jump right in. Sounds good. You should never have touched this case. There is something out there calling me. Hey. That was the promo oh, for man. the finale. Not a ton of dialogue in there, but um, that's okay. Haunting <laughs> imagery. I was trying to think um, before we started recording um, where we should dive into the finale if we want to work backwards from what we learn. Um, I don't think we really need to do as extensive of a recap as we've done yeah. in the past because I want to <laughs> get into the theories and you know mm-hmm. whether we were satisfied with what we find out, but I don't know. Where do, where do you want to start? Uh, there's just so much to this. I just kind of want to start. I think we should work backwards and then talk what we think about. Okay. So like who done it or what done it or who and what potentially. Okay. okay. Um, why don't you explain <laughs> who killed Annie? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um so Annie found out about Salal's tampering with um what was it the toxicity levels so that anyways they're working against the miners and fucking up the toxicity levels in order to get this permafrost thing that could change the world something like that whatever yeah um and she found that out found their secret layer and destroyed like years and years of documentation and all that stuff of everything that the scientists have been collecting and the scientists found out that she was or saw her doing it and killed her. Yes. And out of rage. Thing, yeah. So they, everyone thinks they're doing the right thing. Like the scientists think that they are yeah. changing the world. And even if the cost is polluting, um, Ennis and, you know, a few stillborn babies here and there, mm-hmm. um, is, is worth it to come up with this miracle discovery that we don't really know i mean we just have to take at face value that they think it's world changing Mm -hmm. the the women um who you know starting with annie who who discover this um think they're doing the right thing obviously because they're protecting their community Um, they take matters into their own hands because they don't trust institutions like the police because we know that hank is you know being paid off um, mm-hmm. by the mining company and people even above him. So it, it's all those like moral dilemmas in theory would be uh, that's that sets up like a pretty good big, a pretty good conflict for us. Like, mm-hmm. what would you be rooting for? Like, just given what we know as an outsider, like if you live in that community and you're watching your friend's babies die. Sorry, I keep saying this. <laughs> yeah, it's OK. <laughs> um, like, like, uh... <laughs> people you, people are being you know poisoned and killed by the pollution in your community or 
you could change, <laughs> you could discover this thing that changes the world and potentially saves way more people. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Did you, were you invested well, in that dilemma? I mean, it's that whole, it's the same kind of like theory of you're on the train and the train's going to hit one person or it's going to hit five people, but you know the one person, you don't know the five people or right. whatever. The trolley car dilemma. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's in the good place. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, I think my problem is I need like evidence that's actually going to change the world. I wouldn't be able to be like, yeah, like it's okay that all these people are dying in my community because it's for the greater good, but I don't know if it's actually for the greater good. Therefore I would be against the scientists. Yeah. And we find out too late to care. I mean, yeah. like we, I guess we know what they're, what they think what they're doing is important, but mm -hmm. the fact that like the solution was to, you know, kill her out of just rage versus yeah. try to like explain to them and, and uh, what, why they think what they're doing is so important. I mean, that's, that's one, you know, kind of like, mm -hmm. um, not super believable reaction. And then it's like really convenient to the plot that the pollution just happens to be speeding up the process like yeah and that's the only way right for them to get what they want is to have this unintended con uh consequence of polluting and and you know um killing people in the community like that just seems like a forced um yeah i didn't love that connection know. i was like oh like i would have ever come to a conclusion like that's ridiculous yeah i mean we know like a mine that's like that in general a very common, you know, dilemma would be like, we want the conveniences or people are benefiting from the mining and getting rich. And that's mm -hmm. fucking over the environment and the community. That's nothing new yeah. there. Then you add in this, this like mystery discovery on top of that. And you just have a third party that's right. kind of, you know, um, convoluting things. And then, you know, you just have like, all of a sudden we find we we're supposed to also believe that like Clark was in love with Annie with Annie, yeah, and maybe she was too. Like we we're supposed to believe that they were in love with each other, but she also chose to like, you know, do what she thought was right over protecting, you know, over their relationship. Yeah. Or like she could have talked to him about it before destroying yeah. everything, you know, <laughs> like I feel like there's other steps you've taken instead of like destroying years of work before really knowing what's going on. But I also, with shows like this, and True Detectives, I mean, True Detectives is a very smart show, like always extremely smart, but I wanted to know more about the scientist research. I was kind of yeah. disappointed that like, they kind of glossed over that whole like, this could change the world. I'm like, I'm feeling, I was feeling um, a little bit of like, uh, the end of the murder at the end of the world. It's like, they could have explained something more. I don't know. It just felt like, I don't know. I wanted it more. Felt like yada yada. Um, yeah, they, I think it's smart about emotionally, you know, like, uh, emotionally well-drawn characters and smart mm -hmm. about like world building or scene setting, but not necessarily smart about plotting. I mean, the right. plot is super clunky. Like it was yeah. honestly, even though this is better at all of these things than murder at the end of the world, mm -hmm. it still kind of falls in the same camp of we were more invested in Bill and, um, yeah, what's her name's relationship than we were in whatever AI advancement 
Clive right. <laughs> Owen was was working on. And here, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, like what we the biggest problem, in my opinion, with the discovery is it's in the shape of a spiral, which connects to this night country mythos and yeah. or this true detective mythos. And we're no closer to learning anything about like what that means than where we started. No. And then my other thought was when she like peeled the orange and made like the yeah. circle, I was just like, okay, like I, right. I don't know. What is it? Yeah. We get no answers. I, I mean, I would say the, the finale actually pushes us in the direction of lack of supernatural intervention. I mean, the only thing we know is that if you spend a lot of time in the darkness, you probably might be more likely to see ghosts or have, you know, your um, predisposition to schizophrenia mm -hmm. um, uh, be but more vivid. Yeah. I mean, when they, when they took matters into their own hands and then killed off the whole yeah, research yeah. team. So let's explain that as, as well. Okay. Cause with the other central mystery, so one mystery was who killed Annie. It's yeah. the scientist who killed the scientists. Right. So, um, okay. So there's one woman by the name of B and she's like the, she cleans Salal, the Salal facility or whatever. And she mm -hmm. spills a bucket of water and she knows that the water like pools oddly at one spot and is going down somewhere. So she discovers their little secret lab. Yeah. Which I assume means that she discovered maybe Annie's body was down there or something. Like, I don't know if she saw you know what I mean? For like all yeah. the women to come in afterwards, she would have had to see some type of evidence of murder. Like yeah, I guess she saw the star. Annie... Well, she saw the star thing, the right. the stabbing tool that yeah. they used. Okay. Yeah. So this is after Annie's dead. Yeah. They discover So they yeah. discover what caused her death. So they're like, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get them back. And so all of the women, which I thought that scene was really cool and I like mm -hmm. the music a lot, but all the women come and basically just take all the scientists, they don't kill any of them. They just put them in a truck and like their clothes, like normal clothing. And then they let them out into the wild and tell them to get naked. And then yeah. their thought is, which is, I have a quote or whatever it says, because the Navarro and Dan Ridge were like, so did you kill them? They're like, no, no, no. Like they did it to themselves and they dug in the home, her home in the ice. When they killed her daughter in there, if she wanted them, she would take them. And if not, their clothes were there for them. They'd be half frozen, but they'd survive. But they didn't know. I guess she wanted to take them talking about the spirit, the supernatural being. Yeah, the night country spirit. Which is called, which is, I don't know if you've like read up on this, I just started to, but it's no. based on like the Sedna legend. Hmm. Which is, um, the story generally goes that, that Sedna was drowned in the ocean by her father who cut off her fingers to keep her from climbing back into his boat. She then returned as a goddess seeking revenge on those who wronged her and who upset the balance of the natural world. Okay, well, that Okay, that's really cool. I mean, that's actually really clarifying in the sense that mm -hmm. thematically, the the show, the scientists, maybe all that the women needed to know is that they were meddling with things that were bigger and yeah. more, you know, consequential than they had any right to be doing. Not to mention that would have been, you know, one issue to deal with. Then they killed one of their own and one of their their friends, and so um, they. Uh, it was clear that between the mining and whatever the scientists were doing, they were there had to be consequences for them kind of intervening with the natural mm -hmm. order of things. And 
it was it was definitely cool that the women like took matters into their own hands and that scene was 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 like well shot mm -hmm. but i guess i was like it didn't really s seem like equal probability that they would have been taken by this um spirit versus just frozen right i mean i guess that the ma their mouths are open and the fact that like they didn't try to put their clothes back on but it just seemed to me like they were basically you know driven out there and left to 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 die and they did um yeah but then it was doesn't like their... make me like feel like the women are any less justified or more guilty it's just right. like that was probably a justifiable action and when was it were they saying when you're frozen to death like your ears do bleed and like all that stuff happens i mean it, like will your it, eardrums pop to where your ears bleed when you're freezing to death i don't know i mean the all of that seem i mean we saw it multiple times throughout the show that people's ears started bleeding maybe just come because of the the environment so yeah that would be consistent with that um one thing that i did want to um uh call you out on is yeah. the clark thing you said that he was in the corpse sickle but he never was i thought he was yeah i think they just I mean, miscounted yeah, I could have sworn that he thawed, was that they're like were miss. I thought they were like missing one. Like, I thought they were they because did. they just like thought that they had accounted for all of them uh, in the in the frozen mass. But once it thawed, they could they could do a better count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clark um, was hiding out in the facility the whole time, like yeah. under their feet, which is crazy. Um, yeah, so we get like a lot of this info conveniently, you know, because he's still around trying to do the work um, that they started they're able to like um audio board him with mm. the the tape of oh, him yeah. of Annie being killed i guess right yeah the screaming yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah so that gets him to confess and then later we find out that he confessed even more mm -hmm. um in a way that would take down take down the mine basically yeah um so i, I so yeah did you get any satisfaction out of like tying up because from a plot standpoint we did get we did get some some answers we didn't get an answer to whether it was supernatural but did you were you satisfied with the answers to those who done it so mm. i really want more supernatural elements in it so yeah. no i'm really satisfied <laughs> i mean the orange I mean, stuff was just ridiculous and tacked on the polar bears yeah didn't they're like really yeah, my mom back. always wanted orange what i was just like this is so stupid like some of the things kind of infuriated me and i wanted more supernatural elements because if you're gonna do that then like go all the way and it kept on like teetering and then like like when they were in the ice cave and they looked up or they were in the lab and they looked up and there was like the circle but it was like a Loch Ness monster the bones mm -hmm. I was like, cool, like, let's learn more about that and nothing. Yeah, so, I saw some people asking, like, was it a dinosaur? Was it a giant eel monster? Was it like, yeah. I, it was so quick that I guess all I saw was the spiral. Um, it was bones for sure. It was like, a, it was a some type of carcass, but yeah, I mean, it's so, it's so inspired or, you know, evocative for me of the thing. But yeah, the advantage of that movie is you're just dealing with the, like immediate um consequences or the immediate like actions 
of the situation. You're not trying to solve this like, you know, right. um, years long conspiracy. It's just like you're in the situation. Scientists were fucking with an alien or they discovered an alien being. And this is what it does. You know, it, mm-hmm. it basically takes over your body and 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 um and can hide, you know, in human form. And this like all we know is that it supposedly has some scientific, you know, benefits. I mean, some major ones, but that is completely vague and, and, and useless like to us. We don't know where it came from. We don't know if it's like, if it's, um, alien, if it's mystical, if it's, you know, Mm -hmm. just because they're in a really remote part of the world and that's the only place, you know, we don't, we don't yeah get any kind of scientific breakthrough. Yeah. It seemed like, so this was such a short season. Like I wish they had done eight episodes or 10 episodes and gave us a little more because it was so packed in the last episode that I just felt rushed. Like it ended and I was like, okay, well that's it. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, it's just, hmm. and there, it's, it's also very anticlimactic when all the main characters are doing these, these detectives mm. is retreading the, the steps that the women already yeah. did. Like they don't discover anything new. They get a confession, which has, imp- which has ramifications that I guess are we're supposed to be happy with for the community. But mm-hmm. like, they they don't do any. All the detective work is so coincidental and and just lucky. I mean, they yeah. fall into the the cave. I mean, they they have a like theoretical spot on a map they're going to, but it turns <laughs> out they're just going like. 50 feet away from the facility. Right. That's what I was confused. I was like, wait, they're, they're at back of the facility. Like, wouldn't they know yeah. they're right there? Like, yeah, I mean, they didn't we don't walk know for four how... miles underground. Yeah, exactly. Because they're squeezing through tight <sighs> gaps. I mean, based on what we can tell in the in the show, there's they couldn't have covered much ground. Yeah, that was infuriating. I was like, oh, how convenient. They're right at the facility. Like, Yeah, and he like is running around in the the caves like rather yeah. than just in his facility and and they hear him and all of that just seems coincidental maybe you know they're connected to some kind of spirit that is guiding them well that's through. what i was thinking yeah i'm like i'm thinking like they didn't actually see him they saw like some spirit because navarro was just like it's in here blah blah blah, blah and that's when she falls through and yeah then... and then the same with like the, the wet footsteps like leading them towards whatever in the facility it's just i just wish they'd gone full supernatural or not at all right or yeah if you're not going to be supernatural you have to be good detectives right they were (laughs) principled and compelling detectives Mm -hmm. and compelling characters and their relationship was interesting and and kind of i we get some catharsis i think for for both of them, I would definitely want to talk about Navarro's ending, but um, mm-hmm. Danvers as well kind of accepts some amount of, you know, like um, processing for what happened to her son. We don't really learn that much, but she does seem to have kind of like an emotional breakthrough. Yeah, I was hoping for and I feel like they cut like that story short, too, and yeah. they kept but they, but yeah, they referred to it four or five times throughout the whole season. And so six episodes, like every episode has a little bit to do with their son. And so I was hoping for more of a closure in that too. Yeah. We're <sighs> supposed to assume, I mean, I've heard this in other discussions, like twist and shout, which keeps mm. playing the Ferris Bueller song. And then they have like a, an email. The covers cover of, of other it. songs are really cool. 
Yeah, they're really creepy, but it's also kind of starts to become silly, I guess, yeah. uh, when they overdo it. And I guess that's supposed to connect or, you know, kind of like um, flash her back to mm. maybe they loved watching that movie uh, yeah. because she freaks out whenever she Makes hears so it. Mad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like uh, there's there's definitely breadcrumbs there, but we don't get much. Um, we the show takes a lot of um, uh, assumptions just that would that with like cinematography and, mm -hmm. and, and music, we're going to kind of like feel and it. I think it, it works, but it's just a big shortcut um, yeah. for her breakthrough. And then her and um, Navarro kind of like are able to um, work together to get what they need out of, out of the scientist and um I, I'm holding off on talking about the ending. Um, <laughs> we also see Pryor cleaning up, but basically uh -oh. we don't get any new info about his story either. I mean, he's just kind of like moved back in with his, his family. He's back with his wife and he's sitting in both his son and it's like, oh shit, I'm going to think about killing my father the whole the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah, he goes to Rose, our favorite, your favorite. She's the best. Oh my yeah. gosh, she's the best. I just would if honestly, if a story was just about her and like her seeing like her dead husband and like him like helping her solve the case and right, yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, and that's the thing. Like, we definitely the most supernatural thing that wasn't just a dream that felt mm -hmm. like connected to reality was her following him, his yeah. ghost at the beginning of the show, and then it never really aside from things like them waking up from from dreams and the oranges and the polar bear there's no mm -mm. uh supernatural like things that are that literal the other characters that see things have you know a history of of schizophrenia but maybe again maybe that's supposed to be they're actually tapped into something more real than the rest which of is, the, the right the which is what i like to think is the case yeah but i mean they can't like exist in the world with with that happening they it, it it almost it kills navarro's sister and it killed her mom and it almost kills her so like it's or not... does it kill her yeah so okay let's just <laughs> let's just skip there what uh, describe the very end i think it's the very end um at Where... danvers lake house <laughs> oh yeah danvers is in a lake house still in ennis right like they're not yeah i think so so it's still in Ennis, which I don't know how big this town is, but it seems super, super small. So I feel like you'd be able to find Navarro. But anyway, Danvers is at a lake house and Navarro is like out on the porch with her. But is she? Or is it like her ghost? Or is it just the figment of her imagination? Because we also saw Navarro like walking into yeah. a blizzard and walking to the sea like her sister did. Well, we see the exact same ending as Murder at the End of the World. It's because it's like daytime yeah. and she's walking like into the out on the ice and into kind of oh, like a beautiful right. scenic mountain <laughs> lines um, expanse. Mm -hmm. We also get some northern lights. So, yeah, of course we do. Of course we do. <laughs> um, I saw that. And I was like, of course, like, yeah, that's our fourth, a fourth show with northern lights. Yeah. Yeah. Something's something's in, in the air with that, so to speak. And <laughs> I, that's what I wanted to ask you. And I think this is meant to be ambiguous, but what do you want to believe 
with Navarro's fate? Did she go out into the ice and just kind of like choose to disappear? Well, I guess basically choose to kill herself or did she just like come back and then now she is is living at the lake house with <laughs> happily ever, ever after? Uh, I think she chose the same route as her sister yeah. and her mom. I, I guess there's a third one that makes a little more emotional sense, which is like she walked out into the ice, she came back, and now she's she's disappeared, but she's alive versus just mm. being hanging out at the, at the house, house. With, with Danvers. Yeah. Well, and she left like parting gifts. So it yeah. seemed like she, she was SpongeBob, just like uh, the SpongeBob, which I really wanted her just to come back to him and like them leave together because he was great, but whatever. Yeah, and then I don't she think left. we're supposed to feel great that she like. I mean, well, it, I didn't feel great that she left him the toothbrush. I'm sure he's like, okay, like nice that she thought of me, but like I actually, yeah. we actually wanted to be together, right? <laughs> and then she left Jodie Foster like she left the confession tape mm-hmm. or the phone and like the bear that she found again on the ice or in the snow after the snowstorm. She easily found the bear. That oh yeah, because she like throws it out. I yeah. think she just threw it out in her house. I mean, like. Right, but there's a huge snowstorm. Right. Anyway, and it was a perfect condition. It's fine. Sure. Yeah. Well, Uh, waterproof bear. Yeah, waterproof bear. So she, I think she went out into the, be with her sister and her mom. Yeah. And maybe that's like, there's, if there, if the show is more, you know, connected to a supernatural realm, um, then they can be like guides to other people mm-hmm. th- from night country or, or whatever. Yeah. I think she was like finding her peace by doing that and like can finally be at rest or yeah, helpful. And she found out her like indigenous name. Right. Which was a big piece of it, but that was like very brief too. I feel like there's all these moments where I wanted more out of things and it just kind of was like, bam, done. Close that yeah. part onto the next thing. Like, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it's 75 minute 75 minute episode but a short season like when you revealed to me that it was going to be six <laughs> episodes I was shocked. Um, yeah. the creator of the show has, you know, talked a lot about how this is exactly the length she wanted it to be and and this is the the full story but and HBO wanted it to be longer, you know, so they'd have more episodes mm-hmm. but um for that's a, it's a really odd length for you know not quite a movie but not quite the depth that we would expect from a season of tv yeah um yeah i i guess for me like it's got to be the third option for navarro that she got some kind of catharsis it's it's just too happy of an ending if if she's physically there with jodie foster just hanging out (laughs) yeah i mean i think jodie foster like senses her presence um mm-hmm. so i guess it doesn't really matter but also she just kind of like walked off into the ice and and um committed suicide that seems a little bit like uh anticlimactic after everything they've been through as well yeah but well she i mean jody foster does say like if you go out there like make sure you come back i mean she just meant come back in spirit and that's what yeah, she did maybe so. um do you think it's still connected to season one with the circle yeah, I mean, it feels tacked on, but yeah, they there's um a few illusions. Apparently, this is stuff that I don't really pick up on, but when I read about it, um, to the Tuttle, 
Corporation, mm-hmm. which is the same corporation that was like financing things in season one. So uh... there's they're a holding company for the mine or, um, you know, so it's definitely connected. Some people thought that M- McConaughey was going to show up. And that episode. would been awesome. Yeah, it would have been like a big um, aha, you know, moment. I don't know if it would have made any sense, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. He should have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this point. Um, I mean, at a minimum, he, yeah, it could have been in, in spirit, but that would have, I don't know. I don't know how I would have reacted to that. I would have been, thought it was awesome. But he's the supernatural, like, sea woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then maybe it would have um, undermined some of like, the characters that were invested in for for this season but yeah it's connected it's just like i said we don't have any new information on what it's connected to beyond the other seasons of the show like mm. yeah <laughs> i mean it's the show is is trying to justify calling itself true detective but i think it's enough to just kind of have detectives of opposing um viewpoints paired up Mm -hmm. i mean that's not exactly a new formula but yeah you know we don't they don't need to be connected supernaturally no 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 no. but they are (laughs) yeah nonetheless they are um what Uh, else what else happened um now i'm like i don't know what else happened yeah (laughs) i was also hoping there would be some type of like so, oh, that area shuts down because the mine shuts down. So we talked yep. about that, right? So that's great. Um, they interview Danvers and he she makes up a whole story. So yeah, that's lies. sort of a, a callback um, in tone to season one. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of detective shows where, you, yeah, you're getting um, interviewed by internal affairs or whatever. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I mean we are we are to believe there aren't really any consequences for right any of the the lengths that they had to go to again to not really salt i mean uh, the, i guess it's all justified because they shut down the evil mine yeah um, but like they didn't solve anything with the <laughs> about the murder i mean the the the, the other people hadn't already solved right they didn't do yeah yeah they got there and then some people and then people were like, Yeah, we already knew that. We, you know. Yeah, and the fact that they like just, think of a to find a handprint. I mean, it's just like Oh, that was was ridiculous to me. Yeah. Yeah, just because like Navarro says something like she was holding on to the hatch and Danvers is like, Oh, did you say holding on? <laughs> like, holding the hatch? Oh, yeah. let's go check to see if there's handprints and there's like a billion and of course the one handprint she's like oh i recognize that one because that person only has three fingers i was like this is yeah very convenient uh, very convenient and it was such a twist or a twist that they did like the flashback to like them working in the facility and like she only had three fingers and like oh it's that person that was holding the door but there's all these other handprints on it i thought it was going to be like the handprint of a spirit and that would have been cool if it was like a weird handprint that like wasn't human yeah and i kept wanting it to be like a weird supernatural thing like he was like battling super i was like why wouldn't the spirit just come through the thing like oh because it was actually people and yeah and that (laughs) just opens up another can of worms because we do see i mean it's convenient that the and no accident that the show like starts 
on that woman in the factory or wherever she is um, in like the first scene of the of the show. And then she's basically absent until the (laughs) until the she's the until the whole plot hinges on her. Um, Yeah. But also they knew Clark was down there. Right. So were they waiting for the investigation to cool off to go back for him? Like they knew he was still doing the thing that they didn't want him to fuck with. I don't know. Maybe did they not know he he couldn't they knew someone was under the hatch when they were trying to round I, people up. I don't know if they did because it's not like it moved. He was just holding it so they couldn't open it. Maybe they thought it was jammed or something. Oh, I thought they they were like fighting against him to open it and they knew that someone was holding it back. Oh, I had no idea if they knew someone was holding it or not. Yeah. Or if they were trying to get into the get into it. But yeah, and I don't really know how much time has passed since. Oh yeah, I guess it's it's only been the length of the show, you know, seven well, fourteen been like days, fifteen days, or something. yeah, that's how long mm-hmm. he's been down there by himself. Slash in the facility itself, like I guess, yeah, the yeah whole I guess when I was watching facility. this, I felt like it was years had gone by, like <laughs> because they round them up. That's basically what happens right before the show starts. Mm-hmm. Like, so we didn't see that until the end, but that's the day before the show starts. And then he's been just like restarting the scientific work for the last two weeks, but they can't go back there because it's been actively under investigation the whole time. Like if, even if they did know he yeah. was still down there, they it's, it's immediately been, they all disappear. The show starts with the police, going to the facility to investigate and then they find him dead. So there's just like, they just have to leave it alone. Even if, even if they did know. And then what about the, when Navarro sees the, like sees Clark, but in the jacket and he has like that seizure thing. And that's when he says she's awake. So mm-hmm. Navarro like sees that moment. Do you think at that point, Navarro is like a spirit and it's a different like iteration of her, like it's a different path. I can't even remember. I mean, did she see Clark or she saw one of the no, other she guys? Sees, she sees Clark in the jacket because at the very beginning of the scene, remember, he's like shaking. And we're like, what is he doing? That's so weird. She sees that scene in him. In oh, the right. But from yeah. like him looking almost at her. And I'm like, well, then maybe this is like a different timeline and she's like a spirit and he's actually seeing Navarro. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't. It's all weird. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. We have to take some leaps of faith that that there all these coincidences are <laughs> are yeah. due to her being connected to to a higher power or a higher um level of understanding well because... and she's connected to annie in some way yeah like all yeah. of that that whole culture but it's just a <sighs> okay our final verdict i guess is you know i want more episodes a... Yeah, so you want more of these characters? I want more of... I mean, you're not going to get it, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, I want more of Rose. Yeah, that'd be cool if that was a she spinoff. Was the, she was the best. And when she had to like let out the air out of his lungs so that yep. the body would sink, I was like, she... I feel like she, if I... Not that I've seen Fargo, but I feel like she would belong in Fargo. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good call. I mean, yeah... I definitely want more of 
the setting and and mm -hmm. you know the town i don't think like we're not gonna they always go to a new location for every yeah. season so that's not gonna happen do you i don't even know really what the recurring theme is aside from the name and the fact that it's a detective show or you know like a murder mystery show like mm -hmm. but uh are you gonna watch the next true detective you know colon um mardi gras <laughs> yes because then that would be like that would be supernatural for sure it'd have to be yeah. new orleans it has I mean, they already to went be. to new orleans so i should have thought of a... oh they did oh that's right the first season well yeah. la <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well nope they already went to la strike two, strike two. that's season i guess two. they've been in new york then right um yeah new york new york would could work yeah true detective brooklyn then it's like brooklyn 99 i don't know i will probably watch it i think the main driver for this was that i was watching the first season and i was just like oh true detective like how convenient the next this one's out and i really like jodie foster so if they get like a person i really want to watch then i will but i haven't seen all the true detectives so I was just going to say, we didn't give enough credit, you know, regardless of all the, the plot holes to the lead performances. I mean, oh, Jodie yeah. Foster's performance and what's the other? Callie Reese, name? Callie Rice. Yeah. R-I-S. Um, Navarro is so awesome. Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's what makes the show and that's what made the show in season one. Mm -hmm. And that's what made the show not as good in season two. <laughs> and... Who are the main characters in season two? Um, Colin Fer Farrell, Taylor oh. Kitsch, um, who's oh. the woman? Um, somebody. I mean, like the the cast is fine, but uh, Vince Vaughn is is in it. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Oh, Rachel McAdams. That's who I was trying to think of. Yeah. Oh. And then hmm. the third one has Mahershala Ali. Um, it's less of like a team up, um, show, but it's about like dealing with him losing his memory and, and trying to piece together like what's left of of fragments of an old old case so oh. is if the format is pair up you know incredible actors yeah <laughs> that that are gonna solve a case together then that's probably gonna keep working so i guess i guess i want more i i'm I'm kind of happy that it ended where it did. I've, I felt like the whole season just slowly lost momentum. Yeah, I mean, me too. It started off so good. Mm -hmm. And then each episode thereafter would have like a few revelations, a few good character moments. Yeah. And then just a lot of filler. So yep. I, I don't, I didn't need more episodes on the current trajectory. I agree that just structurally, it, the story probably needed more, but I don't have yeah. faith. That'd be that, better. That it would have been any better. Um, yeah, I think I just wanted if they had more episodes, it would have like it would touch more on the supernatural aspects or more on them being detectives. It just needed I I just needed to be convinced either they're really good at their job or it was supernatural elements helping them the whole time and they didn't really need to be good at their job. <laughs> did yeah, I mean, did you watch the show um The Insider, which is a HBO mm -hmm. crime show? No. Uh, show. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Um, oh God! Oh, it's the Outsider. Oh, that would. Um, it was basically the same thing. Like you have two detectives, kind of like investigating Ben Mendelsohn and um, uh, Cynthia Erivo. Um, are like one of them is very 
clearly connected to like a mystical um, mm. intelligence. And the other one is just really going by the, by the book and by, you know, logic. And it's like, I'm not sure why that wasn't part of the, the franchise. Cause it, it had exactly the same dynamic, yeah. but um, it's good. And again, maybe the way to make the show feel fresh would be to finally flip it and have it be untrue detective or whatever. (laughs) False detective. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like your conventional detective strategies will not work because we're investigating something that is clearly supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would watch that. I mean, I'm going to watch the next season. But yeah, it has. I kind of it depends on the actors because this one could have been, could have been better. Yeah, because it's an anthology, we don't even really know. I mean, like I know HBO wants to keep using the name, but like yeah, until they can find another, unless they're going to keep the same creator and and they're not going to keep the same cast, like the yeah. show. There's no show until they <laughs> until they kind of you know have those pieces fall into place. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, sounds like we both want more tentatively. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dependent upon casting. Yeah. All right. What else? Um, so each week we watch a show or a movie, we take something from it and we sell it in our gift shop for a small profit. What do we take from this show? I think we should do stuffed animals with one eyes. With one eye. <laughs> How about you send in your stuffed animals and we'll take the one eye out. We'll, we'll have an eye know. jar. Yeah. Stuffed animal eyes. <laughs> Perfect. Well, yeah. And then we'll just turn them into like uh, a big eye. Um, then we can like sew all the eyes to one animal. Yeah. It's like build a bear. We reverse engineer it to where like they're all just fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll like naturally distress your beloved child childhood stuffed animals and send them back to you perfect yep. great yep. all right um i'm gonna play some background music while you um take us through the next couple items that we could potentially um watch for for uh for the next few weeks okay oh my gosh we have a constellation on apple tv which this looks wild um, takes place in space, just a guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know who that actress is, but that could be interesting. Um, we have Avatar, um, The Last Airbender, which comes out soon. I've never watched any of this. I know it's like a movie as well. Um, but I've heard really good things, so I actually might be interested in watching that. Yeah, it's an and then, anime and that was turned into a live action movie and now it's being turned into a live action show. And then we have Shogun, which is that a movie or is that a show? It's going to be a show on FX. FX. I don't know if their goal is to do multiple seasons or one limited okay. series. I think I might actually be interested in The Last Airbender. Perfect. Um, well, um, Jamie and I will be watching it. Um as well so we'll we'll, ha- we'll do another group episode a group episode group, yeah. <laughs> group. Uh, okay now you get to guess now that you've been hearing it what the keywords are in this riveting um, background music here are we in a tunnel nope 
dark ghost. Oh. Wind. Those are good. Those are good, but none of them are actually included. This was uploaded six years ago, actually. I have no idea what this is. Um, space sounds colon Venus EM noise, 12 hours of sleep, focus, and relaxation. Oh, okay. You, Chris Knife 007. I think that's a Dune and a James Bond reference. <laughs> yeah, it didn't get any of that, but it yeah. does sound creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess EM is electromagnetic. So these are oh. like sounds being emitted from Venus right now. What the heck? Yeah, I feel like I'm getting taken over. Yeah. Again, was... the thing. So I think it's Perfect. time to wrap this up. Yeah. All right. Well, um,. <laughs> Let's do that. If you want to follow along for Airbender and or Avatar, The Last Airbender, and all the um, exciting shows that we have coming up, then subscribe to the podcast by searching New Release on Apple or Spotify or any other podcast platform. Ashley? That's a spiral circle. 